Hey there, welcome to Creative Conundrums, where I meet up with my good friend Doc every two weeks, and we talk and give advice about going for creative pursuits while also navigating daily life and struggles. I'm Winona, I also go by Senpai, which also does relate to some of my pursuits. If you have any questions for future episodes, send us an email at creativeconundrums at outlook.com. Greetings, everyone. I am the googly one, googly doc. And I am Senpai, uh, your wonderful co-host, and we are here today with Creative Conundrums. It's a podcast about how we're doing the best we can to create an environment for ourselves that will allow us to be creatives professionally. Yep, and uh, we're kind of navigating, like, basically we just wanted to try and navigate life with uh, going through all of our creative endeavors. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of people that might be tuning in might be wondering, who the hell are these people? Uh, Doc, you want to give us a little background on yourself? I am a modern-day bard. Uh, I have been <laughs> many, many things in my life. I started off as a professional metal uh, vocalist, moved on to being a soldier and uh, medic, and then I went on to be an IT guy, and then I went on to being a project manager and creative writer and a whole bunch of other different things. I have done a plethora of many different things in my life, but currently I am a project manager in my day job. And at night I am, uh, I've turned into the superhero, no, I'm only kidding. I run an entertainment company called Googly Beard Games, hence my picture. Which also kind of makes you a superhero in a way, I think. Oh, I try to be. I try to be super dad at any rate. That's true. Uh, and then for me, I've, uh, well, I've done a lot of things. Uh, and part of it goes into a question, so I won't fully go into that here. But um, I had to quit my job for reasons and have recently gone into a few different things. One is that I'm, I am creating products, but I have a lack of funds to do so. Um, so there's a little bit of problems there, but I've recently started content creating. I have another podcast that I do with another friend of mine where I talk about World of Warcraft with her and she's never touched the game at all. Never watched the movie, never read any of the books. And I just kind of talked to her about it. Uh, and then that's all that I have that's public right now that's like actually planned out. The only other thing that I have go possibly going, I still have to figure out how this is going to go. I entered a contest uh, with one of my favorite WoW YouTubers to join his channel, uh, where I would hopefully talk about lore, because that's what I love doing. And uh, he has not chosen who's joining the channel yet. But who knows, maybe by the time this podcast is out, I'll have a whole nother thing creating video content for YouTube. Googly Beard Games, conversely, has been at this for eight years now. Started by me eight years ago, solely. And I've brought a number of people on since its inception. Uh, when I first started, I thought it was going to be a short-term thing, which we'll get into later. But... It's eight years later, and things look much different than I had originally figured they would. And the point of this whole prod, uh, podcast, podcast, 
God, prod, it's prod. like I'm herding <laughs> cattle. Prod, prod. Is to pass on the things I've learned over the last eight years and relate the things that I've been through in terms of uh, running Googly Beard as a business and as a creative as well. There's been a lot of pitfalls, a lot of things that I can pass on to everybody. And I'm still learning and still making mistakes as I go. So this is going to allow you to learn from my mistakes. And uh, Winona is just starting right off the hop. And she's going to be learning trial by fire as well. So this hopefully by going through this journey with us will allow you all to be more successful at the things you do. Yep. Uh, yeah, my, uh, really, I'm super, super green to this. My first podcast episode came out March. Um, it was the first Sunday. I don't remember the actual, was it the fourth? I don't remember. I think so. I probably should have checked that. <laughs> um, and then, uh, as for like the video content, that was, I mean, that was basically like, hey, I'm announcing this contest. And I'm like, all right, let's throw my hat in. Let's see what happens with this. And uh, and then after he aired, like he did a, a stream where he watched all the videos and then everyone kind of got feedback on their videos. And uh, part of that was I came back and there was a subscription on my YouTube. I'm like, okay, full disclosure, if I wasn't joining uh, up with Want to Buy Gold, I don't know what I had planned. I really don't. So who knows? Maybe I'll, I might just make videos anyway. We'll see. How I would. Goes. I, yeah. I, I mean, I might. I really do. It sounds super cliche, but uh, all of, like, working on my podcast, uh, even doing research while I'm in game, doing research while I'm just kind of sitting around doing nothing else. Um, like, I've been listening to the audiobooks. I've been reading some of the books again that it's been a while since I've read just for research. And it's it's making my heart sing. Very cool. Very cool. So what made you decide to start doing all this? What was the trigger? Okay. This is actually a question from Sammy W. Uh, What motivated you to do your business? Which is part of her larger thing of questions. Oh, okay. Um, So for me, it was actually the passing of a friend of mine, as well as I was getting knocked down to part-time at my job, where I was also feeling super underappreciated and kind of very miserable and then during all that my friend also passed away and the all of the fallout of that so for the last like 17 months or so has been me just trying to find out kind of what I can do in the world that will at least keep me here anyway I'm too stubborn to go out I started doing my business because over the course of 2008, 2009, 2010, I had a disease that almost killed me and it ate a bunch of my lung tissue and my heart tissue and a whole bunch of other things. It changed my entire perspective. Uh, It went into remission in 2011. And I decided that I was going to do all of the things that I wanted to do with my life that I never got to do before and chose not to do it, chasing this middle-class dream that doesn't exist now working 16 hours 16 hour days for the companies I was working for and and things like that I decided I'm gonna be a good dad and I thought way back to when I was a kid to this one game it was 
that I called combat hockey. It's a blood sport hockey board game. I started creating it when I was 10 years old and it was a piece of loose leaf with a little, with a grid drawn on it with nets on it and little dudes that I created out of loose leaf and six full Dungeons and Dragons character sheets as my team. So each team had six players and you would go out and beat the hell out of each other and occasionally score goals and stuff. I thought about that game and everything that went through. I developed that game from when I was 10 till I was about 13. And when I got into games like Warhammer, uh, like Fantasy Battle and Warhammer 40k, I learned about how miniatures games work and that you can have your entire team on just a stat block on a line on a piece of loose leaf. And that changed the game into something that was a little bit more workable and you could actually have a team of 18 or 24 players like the NHL has. And as it goes, as when you're young, you lose focus on things and you move from one game to the next, to the next, to the next, and over to boards, which is what it's called now, was put on the shelf. And when I looked back at that, I said, you know what? I really, really, really want to get that game on the market. And I thought it would only take eight months. Well, it's been eight years later and it's still not on the market, but the Kickstarter is going to be coming soon because it's finally done, but it took a long, long, long time. A lot longer than I thought, which is something that I'm going to get into either later on in this podcast or in another episode in this podcast is, is your estimations may be horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Actually, I remember playtesting. I was thinking about this a little earlier today. I remember playtesting your game at Extra Life at, uh, I can't remember what the place is called, out on Osborne. And my friend was across the room. And I got all excited. I'm like, hey! He's like, hey! I'm like, I killed two people! What? In this game! This game is fun! <laughs> you kill people in hockey! <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with that game. Everyone should definitely, 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 definitely support that Kickstarter. All right, let's do one of Sammy's other questions here. Okay. What are you all about? Okay. Hmm. It's a big question. That is a big question. I mean, okay. My big, like, to-do thing, it it's definitely about, like, kind of giving... Well, it's, it's partly about giving me hope in that I actually feel good about doing what I'm doing. Um... I also keep having dreams lately that kind of keep pushing me towards this idea that what I need to do in life is distract people from the dumpster fire that is our planet, even if it's just for like 30 seconds because you put on a sweater I made, or 20 minutes laughing at a stupid video that I made, or something like that. I, I want that uh, to be able to come through in anything that I do at this point. So that that's what I... Have kind of found my purpose to be about. How about you, Doc? I kind of touched on it earlier. What I'm all about is... Aside from fart jokes? Yeah, aside from fart jokes and googly eyes, um, I want to make people laugh, and I want to make people smile, and I want to distract them. Also, and 
uh, I want to create things. I want to be my own boss. I want, there's a number of things that I want, but essentially what I'm all about is not wasting a moment of my life anymore and doing the things that I want to do and helping other people just get through each day. Cause I know sometimes that each day is a little bit hard to get through and anything that I can do to help is a good thing. And it's, it's a rewarding thing for me. You know, I have a thought cause like for, for you, it was you almost dying because of the disease. For me, it was, it was losing, uh, particularly one very good friend, like, we were literally shooting the shit, having fun, not even 48 hours before he passed away, and then not even a year before was uh, another friend of mine passed away. He, he was a little bit older than us, but um, I, that's definitely... Would you say it's fair to say that death has changed us? Definitely. Okay. Absolutely. Just thinking about... I mean, it's definitely not the same on my part in that like I've never almost died in the same way I mean it's uh, not with uh, depression but uh, <laughs> that and that's had its own seriousness but nothing to um, nothing quite so bad has happened from that well I'm uh, I'm just not gonna waste even a even a yeah. moment of my time now mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get the things done that I want to do All right, Sammy asked a third question. What has been the hardest thing so far doing your business? Uh, for me, motivation. Uh, it's something that I struggle with every day just because I, because of dealing with depression, there's a lot of days when I can't even get out of bed. Um, and what has motivated me to get out of bed has been like, hey, instead of, you know, having to feel bad about the fact that I can't actually work right now. I get to go write about this game that I like. That's cool. And then, hey, let's get somebody else in this. Let's do a podcast and put it out that way. And it feels good. And I like it. I don't know how anything else is going to work yet, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) For me, uh, the hardest thing about doing my business is finding the time to do it. I work a full-time job during the day and I run my company part-time in the evening, but I'm, I'm a single dad and I'm a single hockey dad on top of that. So I do, I have to do a ton of driving, uh, uh, cause in rural Manitoba, like your game can be like two hours away. So I end up doing a lot of driving and I work my day job and all that stuff. So there's not much time, but there's a, complication in that because of the changes that happened in me from almost dying everything is cool so I have a rough time trying to stay focused because everything is shiny to me now and everything is a good idea and everything is a potential missed opportunity so I am always shifting focus left right center all over the place and my mind cannot focus on one thing at any given time for very long so i've had to trick myself into being able to do things uh i'll get that get into that later with another question that's going to be coming yeah yeah um 
Oh shit, I was going to say something and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh! It wasn't because of me, was it? Uh, I was going to say something because of something that you said and then oh. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Such is the mind of Winona Senpai. Um, I guess let's get into another question then. Uh, okay. This one comes from Amanda V on Facebook. How do you balance bills and budget when your dream job is inconsistent pay? The way I do it is I have a day job that supports everything in my life, including my business, which isn't paying very well right now. So my day job supports me while I create. It's not ideal because, well, the more time you spend doing your craft, the better you're going to get at it. So those of you out there who are uh, thinking about supporting a Patreon or thinking about investing in a Kickstarter, please do it. If the artists that you like or your friends who are artists are putting themselves out there with those campaigns, it's to get the funds to be able to spend more time creating. And the more time they spend creating, the more practice they'll get and the better they'll get and the better the product they'll be able to churn out. And you'll have more fun doing this stuff. And on top of that, they'll be able to create more stuff. So support every creative that you possibly can uh, who you like. And honestly, like I, I will say too, I, I do have a Patreon out for my other podcast, but um, sometimes if you can't give money, like just a sharing of a post, that goes a long way. That's still supporting if you can't afford to. Because like, me, myself, okay, this this is where we come into some really crap stuff about me. Um, I have no pay coming in right now at all. I am on assistance essentially just to live in my home, uh, which really sucks because right now, because of my depression and anxiety being so bad, I can't really leave the house at all on my own, so I can't actually work right now at all. So... Um, so the Patreon that we have up, it's not making a lot right now, and we're definitely going more for um, our equipment and our goals and everything before we actually do anything else. But, like, that's absolutely, a, that's a great way of supporting people. Um, there's lots of other people that I'm like, I really wish I could give you money, but I can't. So I'm just going to go ahead and share this post and, you know, share that along and pass that along because it's, it's, it's good stuff. That's a really, really good point. Word of mouth and grassroots growth is basically the new business model. This is the, the new millennia and the new decades business model because you don't want to give any of your money to all these rich fat cat investors. You really don't. You want to keep all that money to yourself and you want to engage directly with your audience. And in today's day and age, that is entirely possible. Yep. Oh, yeah. I listen to actually a lot of shows on Maximum Fun, and yeah, any money that you give to them goes pretty much directly to the shows that you listen to. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's right. I'm plugging Maximum Fun. Maximum Fun is really, really good. Yeah. I listen to a lot of their shows. I, I do, too. <laughs> uh, I think Amanda had one more. Yeah, um... I guess I'll ask it then. Uh, how do you find time for your passion when everything else is distracting? Ah, this is the question that I was referring to earlier. Yep. 
I've found that I have creative hotspots throughout the day where if I sit down in front of a keyboard and I have a task at hand, I can hammer out an unbelievable amount of creative content. And this happens about two or three times a day. And it lasts for anywhere between an hour to two hours. And I can just, I can do an entire day or two's worth of content in those little tiny periods in my day. The rest of my day, I kind of feed my distraction a little bit by listening to music and reading stuff that other people write and engaging with people on Facebook and shit posting, which is uh, one of the reasons why I kind of have the, the readership I have and just indulging in the distraction to let my mind do things like think about the different things that pass through it. I, I referenced earlier that my mind thinks about a whole bunch of different things at the same time. When I use these, when I have these distraction filled times, these are the times when I come up with all of my ideas and all of these ideas I write down kind of as I'm doing whatever, when it's something really strikes my fantasy anyway. And then when I sit down at my, during my hot period, I hammer out this idea and flesh it out. And usually it comes up with something really, really nifty. About five or six really intricate projects that have kind of written down the bare bones of, and three of them are almost completely fleshed out. One of which is over to boards, which I've been working on for eight years, mm -hmm. but that, that's a miniatures game. And those are incredibly complex and you need to test the hell out of them. The other two games I've got, not so complex. I'm not going to be mentioning anything about them right now because they aren't, uh, they aren't ready for me to mention, but they're much more simple. And that's the tack that most of my ideas have been taking lately. Yeah, and you also have, like, your kids on top of that, too. Like, for me, I have my cat, Netflix, email. <laughs> That's about oh, it that I have. video games. And video, okay. Well, okay, to be fair, one of my, my, part of my passion is the video game that I spend way too much time playing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But most, a lot of that time, honestly, spent in WoW is spent doing research for my podcast. Like, okay, I'm writing a podcast, or I'm writing an episode about this particular character. Let's go ahead and do this dungeon to go figure, to go remember exactly what happened in there. So I can, I can put that in there. Uh, so a lot of that is that. Um, another thing is, I, I was, I've actually been getting so much email in the last little bit that I finally started unsubscribing from a whole bunch of lists that I've been subscribed to. <laughs> um <laughs> It, it got to a point where I was getting so much email and I'm looking at my email. I'm like, I don't even want to look at the stuff that I want to look at because there's just so much and I just end up deleting so much stuff that I want to look at. So I've, I've got, I've been going through the last like week or so and just unsubscribing from everything that isn't super, super important to me right at this point in time. Yeah. I, I, I get what you mean about the whole, you know, playing Warcraft is, is, being research because yeah. it, it is a part of what you do. And honestly, it is a part of what I do watching movies and playing video games. Uh, they, I, I've always got my analytical hat on 
at all times. It's just oh, yeah. part of who I am. So when I play these games, I'm always making notes about uh, mental notes about uh, the narrative that's going on around the game and how that narrative is being conveyed through the game or through the movie for that matter. And I try and learn from these movies and games mistakes when I implement the stuff in my games. Actually, I have a little bit of that too, but in a slightly different way. And this actually goes into a conversation I had after seeing Endgame uh, the other day. They, they had a trailer for the new Star Wars movie coming out, which I'm very excited for. But I noticed something on Rey's costume that I didn't notice when I was watching it on my phone. She has stitching. And I told my friend about it, and he's like, oh, I totally did not catch on that. I'm like, that's because I'm a seamstress, and that's what I do. <laughs> exactly. I'm a wordsmith. I notice when the words don't make sense. I notice when the words do make sense, and I know how a story flows. Uh, I predicted exactly what was going to happen that, in that last Game of Thrones episode, and I'm not going to say what happened. But I know I knew exactly what was going to happen, and I predicted what was going to happen at the beginning of the episode. Ah, yeah. And I was fortunate that Ben and Mike had already seen the episode <laughs> because I said, "Yep, yeah, this is the way it's going to happen." X, Y, Z, because that's the way I would probably write it. Mm -hmm. And I figure these guys are probably on the same wavelength as me because that's kind of where it's been throughout the last season or two. And. Yeah. I predicted the whole thing from beginning to end. Well, and yeah, that's because they also went ahead of the books, right? Like they split off. Well, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think I've got more in common with the writers of the show than I do with George R. Which makes sense. Um, that's another thing too. I use a lot of my distractions as like sort of inspiration. Like one of the things I'm working on. I can't give too much info yet. Because uh, I really haven't done a whole lot. I will say that it's D&D &D related. And that the only thing that I have so far is a map and my characters. That's about it. So I've been listening to a lot of stuff like Critical Role. Um, <laughs> You're going to be GMing by the seat of your pants. Oh yeah, it's going to be fun. And I've, okay, I've GMed once before. I did a Pathfinder over Christmas. And I had no idea what I was doing. So we're doing 5e, and that's all I will say about that. But yeah, it's it's like, I've been listening to a lot of stuff as inspiration, um, especially uh, The Adventure Zone, which I really like, the guys of Mibim Bam. So I've been listening to them, I've been listening to Critical Role, there's a couple other things, uh, and even for WoW, I actually listen to a few podcasts about World of Warcraft that they talk about lore, but they do it in a way that is different than what I want to do it. Um... I also watch a few video, like I follow a few YouTubers who also talk about this kind of stuff, but like we all have different takes on it. And that's kind of where I'm bringing my podcast in is I have this different take on it. That's it's, I think it's more interesting. And then I add my friend in who's very funny. All right. Who's next to read the question? Is it me or you? I think it's you. No, it's you. Is it? Yeah. It's your question. No, I asked the passion thing. You asked the passion thing? Yeah. Okay, all right. I, I will skip the next question. I'll go to the one after that, because I know you wanted to ask me the other one. No, I want you to ask me that one. <laughs> oh, you want me to ask you this one? Yes. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right, okay. What are some good things to learn when getting started? Being resourceful. Okay, 
This is something that I've been learning from other podcasts that I've been listening to. I talk, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, One of the things to learn is being resourceful. And that's absolutely a huge thing. If you want to get into uh, like anything, go find a way to learn about it. Go use Skillshare um, and also check your local libraries. I cannot stress this one enough. And this actually came up during that uh, contest that I was telling you about earlier. Um, what my podcast, I recorded at the library, not like this one, because I didn't want to make you go through having to schedule around the library schedule. It's not a very good schedule. Um, but he like it didn't even cross anybody's minds in that chat room in, on the Twitch stream that you can probably check something at your local library. Our library here has an idea mill. They have sewing machines. They have a heat gun. They have a Cintiq now. They have the whisper rooms, which are sound booths. Like, they have all of the stuff, and it's free to use as long as you're a library card holder. So I've got that. Um, something else I didn't know that they had is they have what essentially was Skillshare before Skillshare came, which is now part of LinkedIn. Linda, L Y N D A. Don't know. I couldn't say. Yeah, it's it it's a new thing, or it's a thing that exists. It's a thing. It's a thing, and we have access to it if as a library card holder. So there's that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was I was absolutely floored by that. I yeah. Did you say Linda? L Y N D A. Dot com. Huh. Yeah. That reminds me of Doctor Who. Uh-oh. There was a, a group called Linda in Doctor Who. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I watched Doctor Who. Nerds. They, they had a group called Linda, and it was uh, one of the most... Uh, it, was a, it was a very... It was a really good episode. By the way, really, we're really nerds, in case anybody was confused by that. I am a nerd... And I am a googly-eyed nerd. Okay, let's get to the next question. You asked me. The, oh wait, uh, I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta convey some things. Yeah. Okay. What are some good things to learn when getting started? The thing that I would say you have to keep in mind when getting started is it's going to take a lot longer than you think it is. Mm-hmm. You're thinking that you're going to sit down with your camera and your microphone and a video game. And all of a sudden, you're going to be PewDiePie or Markiplier. (laughs) No, it's going to take, for me, it took eight years. And eight years of constantly doing things. Eight years of blog posts. Eight years of social media. Eight years of doing freelance writing. Although freelance writing, I've only been doing for three. But I've been engaging and creating stuff for eight years and engaging with the creative community for eight years. And I am only just launching my first Kickstarter this year. Yep. And I was, and until then I was laying the foundation, not only creatively, not only building my audience, which is both are very, very important by the way, but making sure that all of my books are in order and making sure that it's going to be easy to track everything coming in and going out in terms of the money, because the government has to get their piece, right? If you don't, you jail. So, so make sure that you're, that you're paying for the services that you're, that are coming through your, your government stuff. You've got to make sure your taxes are in order. 
Yeah, the other thing, too, is, like, nothing's ever going to be perfect the first time. If you have to go through a couple iterations, that's cool. I tried streaming. I started, well, I started trying to stream last summer, but my computer, um, well, okay, at the time it was a toaster. Now it's upgraded to a toaster oven, so it's not as bad, but it's it still doesn't like streaming. Uh, I get disconnected a lot. It's really bad. It's going to suck to start with. Winona is absolutely right. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about anything being perfect the first time either. You can do what we're doing now. And I'm working with my headset mic, which is not a great mic. Um, I've been looking at new mics uh, for me to buy, but I haven't had the funds yet to get them. So, those... Well, not only that, it, it's gonna you're going to suck to start with. Yep. You're going to suck. It's going to happen. But the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. And repetition, just over and over and over again. You just got to get to it and get doing it. And spend the time and don't give up. And don't feel bad about doing mediocre work. As long as it's work that makes you happy. Exactly. Because, yeah. Doing work that doesn't make you happy is not good. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's get into another question. It is your question. Yes, now. it is. How important are conventions to your marketing? This is oh, a shit. very complex question. Yes, this is from Crispy. Uh, this is a, a more complex question than you would think. It depends is the short answer. The long answer is you need to research your market where the convention is taking place. I will not do the same things at a convention in Winnipeg as I will in Indianapolis, for instance. In Winnipeg, I can set out my game, which is a hockey game, and people will come to me to talk about it. This is the trick, getting people to come to you. In Winnipeg, everybody's a hockey fan, so everybody's going to come and take a look at this blood sport hockey game and I'm partnered up with a charity as well. So this charity called Extra Life, which supports children's hospitals, look them up, give some money. We, uh, we usually got the same table and we hung out together and I drew in people to look at my game who then gave money to the charity. And then people who were interested in the charity came by and said, holy crap, this hockey game. And it was a really nice symbiotic relationship between me and the guys from Extra Life Winnipeg. And so I became a volunteer for those guys too. So mm -hmm. I just continued on with that. And in Indianapolis, it's a convention of 76,000 people. And every single last game designer in North America and from outside of North America, pretty much is there. And I go there to talk to other game industry professionals because I do a lot of freelancing for them on the side of all of this other googly beard stuff. And when I meet up with these people, I, I go out and I talk to them and we laugh and we joke and we drink and we, I'm really good friends with a lot of these people. And these people, when they hear about a job that comes up, they message me and all of a sudden I've got work. Paying work. So that's uh, another reason that you that I go to conventions is going and uh, networking and getting paying gigs for other companies. Yeah, uh, I feel like this is something that is not going to apply to me yet. 
we'll see how it goes in the future. This one, maybe we'll revisit this question in like a year. But for me so far, conventions are not a big thing because I only have, uh, by the time this podcast episode goes out, it'll be three episodes of my podcast. There's been one convention in the city since then, like since I actually launched, um, that has really nothing to do with what I'm doing for that podcast. Uh, and one one of our bigger conventions crapped out too. Yeah, and we'll see how that plays out in the next little bit. Um, I, I, I'm thinking that because of the way nature works, with that huge convention going away, something will fill that void. Nature abhors a vacuum, so I'm not too worried. Yeah, well, we'll I mean, we'll see how it goes anyway in the in the end. But um, aside from that, I think the only other big convention I think would be for me to actually market at would be uh, FanQuest, which is a little bit smaller here, which the only reason I'm thinking this is because one of the guys who runs it is he also teaches podcasting at Red River. So he like they have a huge push for podcasters. So that might that's probably going to be important for me for the future, but we'll we'll see. What about BlizzCon? BlizzCon, I can see being a thing, um, but that's going to be, like, way, 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 way far in the future, because, like, you'd still have to get uh, me down to the States, which I don't see happening anytime soon, um, partly because my passport is not in my possession, it's at uh, someone else's home where I'm not going. So there's that, and then there's the fact that I'd have to pay for my pass, and my hotel, and my flights, and... I just, I don't have the money for that. So we'll see how that goes in the future, too. I have been to BlizzCon, though, and it was it was fun. I met Oxhorn and Ian Beckman, who you don't know, and that's fine. I have no idea who that is. That's fine. Just know that I'm happy about it. Did you say Oxhorn? Oxhorn. Okay. He plays a Tauren. Okay. <laughs> so a cow person. He plays a cow person. He plays a there are cow people. Yeah, Tor have you not played? Did that? you did you did you know Blizzard created a game called Diablo? Yes. I've played okay, Diablo three. I Did you know that they had a cow level? I thought that was a fake thing. It's not a fake thing. They had a cow level. Okay. And there was a certain thing that you had to do to get there. Okay, I've heard a lot of things about it. I've obviously never gotten there myself. I didn't play a lot of Diablo three. I didn't play a lot of Di I didn't play any of Diablo two. Because you're a girl, you're going to break it. They put cows in their role-playing game. There, I mean, there's, Again. Lots of, there's lots of cows. What do they, they got with cows? I don't know, but there's a lot of cows in WoW. Oh, I can't go there. There's too many cows. Cows in the grind. <laughs> Dear God. All right. Yeah, it's just cows everywhere. Moo. Fucking... Oh, dear. I don't even know what... You know what sounds a deer makes? I don't know. Uh... Ah! I don't know. <laughs> I, I know that if you hit them with the car, it's probably goodbye deer. I feel bad for saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> goodbye car. I'm a jerk. Depends on the deer, <laughs> I think. There are lots of deer in Manitoba on those highways, I can tell you. They've almost killed me a couple times. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Geese. Oh. Oh, Geese. You get out of your geese. You don't have to worry about hitting geese with your because, you, well, if you're hitting geese with your car, you're in a lot more trouble than if you're then hitting a goose is your last worry at that point. Don't fuck with gooses. 
Don't fuck with gooses. Some Canada's gooses! <laughs> As we show all of our Canadian tropes <laughs> in one go. <laughs> They're Canada's gooses! If you don't like gooses, you're crossing me and you better let that marinate! Anyway. <laughs> Should we get another question? Yeah, let's get another question. I'm off topic. It's your turn. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm the one who's off topic and going on a tangent. You're telling me to read a question? That's that's probably a good idea. All right. Okay. Uh, What is my most valuable marketing tool as an independent game designer? Coming from Chris B. Okay. I can't really answer this because I am not an independent game designer. But as a podcaster, I'll flip it for that. Um, so far, my most marketing, most valuable marketing tool has been really just word of mouth, just because we're so new. My co-host actually plugged our podcast at a bar. I don't, yeah, that was, that was fun. I think that's in the next episode, actually, that, that will be out by the time this is out, so you'll be able to listen to it. Um, oh, yeah. oh, challenge accepted. Yep. I'm going singing karaoke tomorrow, so yeah, I'm going to plug it in my bar. Do it. Well, not my bar, the, the you're, karaoke. Yeah, you're karaoke. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say that I got a podcast. Yeah. Or two. Do it. Because I do have another. I do have another podcast called Shift Quest. Yes. But yeah, and that's a an actual play, uh, uh, R, RPG podcast. But which is also yeah, what fits it, into my. Um... You know, I, 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 I will announce that I have a new podcast. Yeah, do and it. we'll 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 see how that goes. And then you can totally plug mine. And then we also have our Discord server where people can come and talk to us about it. And then mm-hmm. there's Patreon rewards with that, where there's a patron only section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that. If a fart happens on a podcast and the mic isn't turned up loud enough to hear it, uh, I don't know where that whole Honolulu is going. I don't know but either. It was supposed to be a tree falling in the forest, but fart, it, it, it didn't work. I think I'm it depends sorry. if you have a co-host and they smell it and they die. Okay. If it, <laughs> <laughs> if you fart during a podcast mm-hmm. and the mic isn't turned up loud enough to hear, did the fart actually happen? I, 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 I remain by my first answer of it depends if you have a co-host and if they die. Okay. I can tell you the fart does happen because I just cropped us the fuck out of myself. <laughs> and, oh my and then god. Now I'm alone as Doc dies. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, so what is your most valuable marketing tool as an independent game designer, Doc? Uh fart jokes. Yeah. Um no it <laughs> now that's actually part of the answer, so Yeah, he's well, only actually partly kidding about that. You have a lot of fart jokes. This is this is a big question. Remember the force I'm... choking thing that nearly killed me in Rogue One? Yes, force choke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. My fo- most valuable marketing tool as an independent game designer is definitely the internet. More specifically, you know, just the internet in general, because it allows me to have a website that can have my uh, my storefront and my blog posts and videos and all this other stuff, all this nifty content that I create, it can all go up on my website. And it's got nothing to do with games and stuff like that. It's just stuff for people to scroll through and read and stuff like that. I've noticed as 
Social media, however, grows. Traffic to websites tends to shrink a little bit mm -hmm. over time. But fortunately for me, I've been shit posting on social media for, like I said, eight years because I, you know, my haven't created my first game yet. I've been still still freaking testing until this year. So I have been writing little things on social media. And it's kind of an odd story how this started. Uh, I was talking to a couple friends and they were arguing with each other. One of them said that you can't, uh, you can't say anything on important on Twitter. And the other one said, yeah, you can. And, but this one says you can, but you can't use proper English and, and all this other stuff. I said, you know what? I'm going to prove you guys wrong. I'm going to say stuff that has meaning and I'm not going to use leet speak like they use in video games. I am going to use actual grammatical English as best I can. And it's going to be either meaningful, funny, and within 140 characters. Now on Twitter, I didn't get any traction because I, I think you already have to have an audience mm -hmm. to actually get any traction on any posts on Twitter. Yeah, I already have to have an audience. Facebook, however, and on Google Plus, rest in peace, <laughs> I got a lot of traction, especially on Facebook. Facebook, I have tons of traction on almost everything I post. And I found out that you can set Facebook to post to Twitter. Mm -hmm. So I kept all my Facebook posts down to around 140 characters. And recently they, they increased the character limit on, on Twitter. So I increased the character limit on Facebook. And then, so I was keeping all my, my all my posts short and stuff like that, or, or with pictures with a short post. So to help me tell my tale or, or make my joke. Right. And then all of a sudden, Facebook started blowing up my, my, the size of the font on my short posts. And I'm going, holy crap. Cause all of a sudden Facebook, when they blew up the size of my font, I started getting even more traction on posts. And so people are looking at my posts even more now. Like whenever I post something completely, you know, inane, I'm still getting 50 responses and 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 people talking about it and, and uh, another thing that i like doing is is going into other people's feeds and and kind of hijacking them and taking them <laughs> medic way and i i i did that i've done that on i've done that on sewing threads of all things a, a friend of mine was doing a cosplay right. like a, a dress and uh <laughs> I, she she ran out of thread on a bobbin while she was making a huge dress <laughs> she said like 200 miles back and we were all going oh and then so, you know what there should be an an audible thing with, that says hey you know you're you're running out of thread on your bobbin and i said you know i could go for that if the voice was samuel l jackson <laughs> and, and, then, <laughs> and then everybody started posting motherfuckers <laughs> different different motherfucking posts that Samuel L. J. Hey! Motherfucking Bobbin's almost out of thread, you know? And <laughs> shit like that. Right? <laughs> Hit the pedal one more time. Hit that motherfucking pedal one more time. I fucking dare you. And stuff like that, right? And it's all going through that thread. So we got a Samuel L. Jackson 
completely ribald thread within this, you know, dainty little sewing thread. And that's, that's what I tend to do. And people, uh, from what I hear, tend to enjoy that. Yeah. And definitely for like the mar marketing tools, it also depends on where your audience is. Like for, for you, you can definitely use Facebook. For me, because it's World of Warcraft, like a lot of gamers are using Discord or supporting Patreon already or even on YouTube. So... It all depends on exactly. where, where, where your hopeful aud perspective audience. Yes, perspective <laughs> audience. Yeah, that's the word. Prospective audience. Yes. Yep. All right, whose question is it next? Uh, it is my turn to ask a question. Okay. Oh dear, this one. Did you, all right. Did you choose the googly life, or did the googly life choose you? This is from Melanie M. This is actually in... Uh, an interesting question because I did not choose the googly life. As you can see, uh, I think if you've researched who I am and you can see kind of like my face on the, on the podcasts uh, opening page there, my icon is a silhouette of my eyebrows and beard with googly eyes on it. When I started out, my company was called Shared Weave Games because I wanted everybody to be able to share in the experience, right? And uh, when I posted stuff I, to different uh, forums and, and on stuff like that, I wanted people to know it was me. So my art director, Ben, he created a silhouette of my eyebrows and beard so people could know it was me. And one day... Uh, when I was just kind of fiddling around with MS Paint and stuff like that, I put googly eyes on my icon and threw it up on Facebook. And everybody loved it so much that I ended up changing... Uh, uh, over the course of a year, everybody would started... Uh, I get between 5 and I think 15 googly-eyed related shares from people who read my stuff a week. And I get inundated with googly-eyed stuff and beard stuff. And this started a while back. Uh, somebody shared a YouTube video of this, uh, this lovely lady, Made You Look, who put googly eyes all over her body and, and was... Like it was googly eye, a googly eyed makeup tutorial. It was just fantastic. It was hilarious. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I, I put the feelers out there and I said, hey, sh what do you guys think? What do you, what do my readers think? Should I change my company to Googly Beard Games? And everybody said, fuck yes. And so I said, okay. So I changed my company from Shared Weave Games to Googly Beard Games, and now my googly-eyed face is the the trademark for my whole company. Yep. So it, yeah, so that's it was chosen for me by everybody else. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna flip this question around a little bit because I'm obviously not very googly. Not that I'm opposed to googly. I've just I'm not. Um, <clears throat> what happened was when I was going back to WoW when I was gonna try streaming at first over the summer, um, I was trying to figure out what the hell to name my Night Elf Priest. And I'm like, 
What should I name my night elf priest? I'm going to make it a dude. That's, I don't really know why. I just, I wanted a dude. So I was making a night elf dude. And then what should I name it? And then my friend was like, you should totally name it Senpai. And then we'll call the guild notice me and you'll be the guild leader. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to do that now, right? And so that's why I'm a weird tentacle monster. <laughs> oh, did you change, you changed your tentacle monster. I did. This is the one that Ben made. This is the one that, know, the one that Ben the other, made me. The other one looks like a person upside down. No, I don't like it. I it was it was me. Oh, this around. one does too. Never mind. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, this one this one does too. But yeah. it doesn't look like its hair is as wild though. No, but the other one was like a tattoo sort of thing in a logo designer, and this one is more me. And ben yeah, is. this yeah this is Ben is a master icon. He is, and he he did the art for my other podcast where it's my night elf. And uh, and my friend and my night elf looks super dashing in his little tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the tentacle life did end up choosing me in a w weird way because I either way when I was going back the guild tag or the guild like symbol was going to be an octopus that wasn't going to be a question because that was our guild uh, like crest way way back when like. <laughs> almost nine years ago and so when i was going back i was like okay this is definitely gonna be it what should i name my character senpai okay we're going with this and then uh it turns out <gasps> oh this expansion is very old god themed which is very eldritch and very tentacly it's a win octopus <laughs> please never say that again <laughs> Please never say that again, please. No, my 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 octopus is called Kohai, which means underclassman, because senpai means under upperclassman. Kohai never... senpai? Yeah, because I'm senpai. Senpai means upperclassman. So oh. the joke is like, notice me, senpai. You know all the. Yeah, and then so when I was creating, like, okay, I'm gonna make the, the logo. And then got Ben to do this. I named him Kohai because he's my underclassman. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so when when octopus is not a thing. No. Please, okay. Please never say All that right. again. That sounded super creepy. <laughs> okay. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Senpai has nightmares about an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So what's next? Uh. So we answered the question by. Sammy. So the next one is just a two-word one. Oh, favorite Muppet? <laughs> this is from Jason K. Uh, I have a hard time choosing a Muppet. I mean, there's okay. There's Swedish Chef. There's there's Beaker. I do love Beaker. There's also Animal. So. I don't know who's yours. Okay. <laughs> All of my favorites are Swedish Chef, mm -hmm. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, mm -hmm. Beaker, mm -hmm. Kermit, obviously, yeah. and Pepe the King Prawn. Okay. And my animus. Absolutely, my animus is Pepe the King Prawn. Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to go with Animal as my favorite, just be, just so I can get something stuck in people's heads. 
Phenomena. Okay. Okay. <laughs> one last question uh, before okay. we call it. Um, all right, this one comes from Nick B. If you had to choose between the googly and the beard, which would go? It would have to be the beard with that went. Because the beard can grow back. Yep. And the googlies, that's who I is. Yeah. The, the, that's the, who I am. Hair, hair grows. What, what if you had to get rid of the eyebrows? <laughs> the, the, the eyebrows? Yeah, funny you should ask. Uh, <laughs> I did a whole bunch of weird things uh, <laughs> inspired by Ben to my my thingy and I, I changed the shape of it I got rid of the eyebrows um, <laughs> and stuff like that it, it was weird so yeah uh, I, eyebrows grow back but my googly peepers those are forever I, I guess for me I'd have to flip this for tentacle tent, tentacly and beard I don't have a beard so I guess I'm <laughs> my nature I cannot grow a beard. And even if, even if like, certain things were to happen, uh, I would still never be able to grow a beard because of my heritage. Okay. Authentically, though. Yes. Yeah, this, this expansion for WoW has also turned old god, so there's a lot of tentacles happening. Oh. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, and uh, uh, Senpai, my lovely night elf priest, uh, he also Ni carries oh. around... There's a t there's a dagger that you can get in the game. There's also a wand uh, that it's a tentacle, and it wiggles. Oh my god! And that is absolutely what's transmog too. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. going places. I'm not even gonna go. No, I don't want to go there either. Aside from just he's holding yeah. a tentacle. And, yep. his, and I, I do always have <laughs> yeah, my guild tentacles, tabard on. going places I'm never gonna. <laughs> and the, I also always have his guild tabard on, which is, uh, it's it's a green octopus on a purple background. And he's carrying a tentacle. Yep. He's also carrying uh, a book that's, uh, it's part of one of the old gods, uh, and it has a big eye on it. <laughs> So there's that too. And yeah, this entire expansion has been, or not this entire expansion, but since the last uh, patch, half patch, it's gone a lot of old God. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Everybody's getting in on that Cthulhu goodness. It's just good business. Yep. And yeah, I can't wait to talk about that on my podcast. I haven't yet, aside from our first episode, I did talk about the old gods. Um, so we did talk about that. So you can always check that out. Oh man, there's so much to talk about. I'm a little sad that we're only monthly on that one. Well, speaking of which, I think we're pretty much out of time for, for this week. Yep. Uh, so we'll be back in two weeks with Creative Conundrums. And, and uh, we're going to try and do what we can to make your experience as a creative a little better, a little bit easier. Or if... At least you'll be learning from our mistakes and laughing at us as we thunder in hard. And we make fart jokes and tentacle jokes. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Googly Doc here, wishing you a happy couple weeks until the next post. And uh, in the meantime, try not to eat your own face. And uh, I am Senpai, and uh, I'll notice you next time. 
Have a good one, everybody.